Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello. Well, this is something a little bit different. Firstly, I'm Stu. Uh, I'm, the, I'm the kind of best one um, out of uh, Chris and Stu. Um, Chris can't be bothered to be here today. Uh, he's probably snowboarding or, well, no, the reality is he's, um, he's currently, um, spending a little bit of time trying to kind of have some last moments, uh, with his foreskin before his, uh, upcoming circumcision. So it's not for me to come between, um, a friend and their foreskin. So it's just a little bit of, um, final bit of bonding, um, before off it goes. So, anyway, this episode today, this is a Patreon episode, um, and we put these out every Wednesday, um, but what we're doing this week is every day we're releasing what we think is a really fun episode um, that we've put out on Patreon, uh, and we're putting it out for you a lot for free, so essentially you get to experience what, what Patreons get every week, and then hopefully the plan is when we, we sat down uh, around a big a big cha- a big table and chairs uh top floor of a, a really posh central london office like looking out over the thames me and chris were in suits our hair slicked back uh having one of our uh very intense um marketing meetings at one point uh like i threw a glass of whiskey at him it got really fucking heavy um but that's what happens when your co-host still thinks it's funny to photograph um to photocopy his testicles uh and distribute uh those images um so what we're hoping is from that marketing meeting is that if we give you five episodes for free and give you a real insight as to what you get each week on Patreon, then ideally you'll come over and become a patron and join the family. Um, and I say join the family and that sounds really sinister, but there is a, a, a lovely community over there and you know, you can be as involved in that as you want um, or you can just, Enjoy the episodes and what you also get on Patreon. Let's break that down. So on Patreon, you get another episode every Wednesday. You also get um, to watch all the episodes. We put all the videos of, of every episode we do up on uh, the, the, the Patreon page. And it's, it's, like a, it's like a Facebook page, really. So we post pictures on their videos, episodes, and then there's comments below. And then all of the Patreons comment and chat. And this has then since created whatsapp groups and they all go out and they go to comedy nights together and and all sorts of stuff it's, it's a really lovely little family over there um, but not not all patrons are involved in that some just just go for the uh the the the, the, the content um and so yeah i guess that's all i wanted to say really but you can find out about patreon um that it'll be in the show notes but 
It's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash hardcore listing. So go over there. There's a video over there of me, Pip, Gal Porter, um, talking about what you get if you sign up. And it doesn't cost a lot of money and you can stop it at any given point. Um, and yeah, but you'd be really helping support the podcast and, and help us kind of, you know, pay for all the bits and pieces that we have to do to, to give you two episodes every week. Um, anyway, enough waffle from me. Um, let's really lower the tone now um, with some piss poor waffle and drivel. Um, please enjoy it. Uh, your free hardcore listing Patreon episode. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present hardcore listing the podcast. I've hit record. I'll hit you in the face. Hello, welcome to hardcore. Oh, I haven't pressed listing. record on here, you idiot. Right, now you can do that bit. Oh, we, I, 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 we, we don't rehearse things on Hardcore. If there's one thing we've never done is re- rehearse anything. And I'm not going to start now by <laughs> repeating what I just said. So, sorry folks, you missed my really super hysterical introduction. This is the new one. Welcome to Hardcore Listing. It's oh, Christmas very show. underwhelming. Very underwhelming. Um, Hey, uh, you're right. There you go. I'm going to go for something um, a little bit more uh, jovial. What and, accent uh, is that? And, uh, are you all right? Um, uh, it was kind of uh, my Clinton Baptiste from Phoenix Knights kind of impression. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah. Um, well, uh, we're, uh, we're recording two today. Um, mm-hmm. so this is the first one. Uh, looking forward to that. Um and it's top five parties, which should be good. Um, some quick shout outs before we get um on with anything. Chris, do you want to kickstart the uh, the acknowledgement of yeah. uh, our sponsors? What's up to Egg Fried, the wonderful uh, streetwear brand? Um, you can get a discount at Egg Fried uh, using the code Egg Salad. Get yourself ten percent off their wonderful hip hop, skate, punk, quite inspired streetwear. Those who do homemade denim. As I like to point out. And when you get your little order, mm. you get chopsticks. Oh, you get fucking chopsticks, man. It's so well packaged. Yeah. It's, it's a good it's... present for someone. I'll say yeah. that. It, it I'll really say is. That. I know you probably hear us banging on about our sponsors all the time, but um, they're only still our sponsors for, for one reason. Um, oh, hang on. Now that reason that they pay us, isn't it? Um, yeah. No, uh, the other reason is the, the fact that uh, they just do cool shit. And, yeah, uh, and, and, and you guys keep buying it. So thank yeah. you so much for supporting um, the people who support us. It's a it's a wonderful, wonderful ecosystem of support. So we're recording two today, but we're recording another one on Monday. And we're recording with Charles at Love Beer. Yay. Uh, sampling some, some booze of his, uh, which I'm looking at at the moment. Mate, I've been staring at those beers for like a week now. And you had them for about three weeks. And, yeah. and like, I'm desperate to drink them, man. They look so nice. Uh, not to catch up with Charles, absolutely not. But um, So if you want these beers, uh, you can actually order these packs of beers. And uh, and if you head over to love-beer.co.uk and, uh, and put in the discount code LBHCL... LBHCLP. Right, there you go. Love Beer Hardcore Listing Podcast. And that'll save you some money. Um, I mean, Luke Van Boom's way too tight to offer any kind of discount to anyone. 
Um, but he's got a company um, called Bang Boom Creative. And uh, I guess if you was um, to get a discount from him, uh, he'd probably... Because like, like when... You know, I mean, obviously we wouldn't dare pay him to do anything for us. Like, um, But when he'd done them photos of us, I think, you know, had, had he offered a discount, he probably would have just backed off of the, the airbrushing and maybe have just put us out <laughs> as we actually look and not and not polish the turds. Yeah. So uh, so you don't want a discount from Bang Boom Creative, but you do want to head over to his website and just go and check out what he's done, watch his showreels. And, uh, and yeah, and if you see him on the socials... He's an incredible give him, uh, man. Yeah, he really is. He's a good egg, he's Luke. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, go and find him on uh, on the socials as well as I am Bang Boom and give him uh, a like, love, share, retweet and uh, and a big old uh, virtual hug in these testing times. Yes. Right, podcast stuff. Top five parties. Oh, this is a great one. I love it. Um, have you got any sort of like... Uh, did anyone pick it? Was it? Did this come out of your fucking pee? I think this come from... Oh, God. Uh... I believe. Do you know what? I'm not going to say it in case I get the name wrong. Yeah, dead, dead air. Um, right, I'm, I'm going to start dead today. Air. I'm going to start right, today. Yeah, go on then. Um, Chola Reevely's party. Me, I've mm-hmm. named her. Uh, Chola was okay. a girl that was in um, in my year uh, at school, uh, and in the first year senior. Oh, Chola... so what, like 13, 12, 13, are you? 11? Yep. Yeah, and uh, and and it was uh, it was in Allsit, uh, so it was in like the kind of posher part of, of mm. where we live, and uh, and me and my mate Lee uh, went to this party. D- Destruction was there, hey. and uh, on the ones and twos. No, no, he was there, and uh, and he had pulled. Oh. so he'd pulled. So it was like the first time we'd been to like a proper house party. And uh, and I remember Ross, like Ross, Ross could pull me. He's quite a handsome lad, Ross. I think he was a slick guy, black belt well, at that time. And, and that was the thing. He had his black belt at this point. You know, he's because mm-hmm. he didn't live round where like everyone at my school come from. He'd come from Tilbury uh, with uh, Lee, the fellow I was with. Um, they were like kind of, uh, you know, they were like sort of new to it, like everybody's scene because they were oh, from Tilbury and not from like, where we all live. Yeah, and. Uh, and, and, and yes, yeah, so I remember just being at this party and, and the walls, she'd put up wham posters all over the wall. Like, because obviously that was like the biggest thing. And all I remember is like, there was a few people trying to break dance. Like, and somebody probably had like Herbie Hancock's Rocket or, or, or something like that on. And everyone was sort of trying to sort of break dance. But everyone was just sort of sitting on the sofas trying to, not really knowing what to do because it was like a first house party. Yeah. And, uh, and I just remember like, Careless Whisper come on, and Ross had pulled Debbie Obson, who was like the hottest girl in the year, and uh, and he was slow dancing with her. I think I think Lee had gone upstairs with another girl and was uh, probably having a, what we at the time called a Frenchie. Uh, Ooh, was, lucky guy, uh, lucky guy. Yeah, and uh, and I'm, I remember obviously I didn't pull, and uh, and I was just sitting there and like, and Ross was just slow dancing in the middle of the front room to Careless Whisper, and. Uh, and a few people were like, Ross, let's have a dance with her. And I remember him just slow dancing like that. And every time he'd turn around and someone had asked, he'd just give him the finger and just carry on, <laughs> carry on dancing and uh, to Careless Whisper. But oh. uh, yeah, and it was just like my, my earliest sort of memory of a house party. And it was, yeah, it's the first one. And it was, there, there is one that will come up later that, was, that preceded that. But this was like the first kind of house party where there weren't parents about. Oh, 
Nice. The chances are oh, they were upstairs. Really? I don't remember there being booze around or anything, but uh, but yeah, that that was it. Chola Reevely's number five. What's yours, there, dude? There was definitely a time when you you know you didn't need booze at parties. Absolutely not. My number five ties in with that. But I love the fucking that that era when you're going from that era and then transitioning into adding alcohol is the most chaotic time of your life. It's mm. like unsupervised underage drinking. Is a is a thing of of, of pure chaos Wonder. and joy right. and um, yeah and I'm sure I'll drop in a few of those uh, later, but my sort of relationship with parties, um, house parties actually starts. My number five is is like my eighth birthday party. No, it's my seventh birthday party, and I've still got I've got photos of it. It's at my house. It's it it, it took place, God no what thirty over thirty thirty two years ago, in the room next to me there. And it was supervised with parents, and it's just all my all my mates, but mini versions of them. And I'm so lucky to have like I've got my my, my mates from when I was like four, five, six. They're still my mate closest mates now, and it's mad to look back at the photos of us all, just li- these little tiny versions of us, absolutely being mostly well behaved. Craig wasn't a thing. Um, Craig came about, I accidentally one day fell in a, a pool of uh, toxic waste. I don't know if you, you knew, but that's how Craig, Craig uh, was created. Ah. And, um, and oh man, I just, it was such a wonderful birthday party. And I can, st- I can still, I still have memories of that birthday party now. Like you've got your little birthday party bag, which had like a variety of different candies in it that you could buy, like pre, pre-made. Hey, Chris, sorry, what's candies? Sweets! They're called fucking sweets. Candies. What about candy sticks? They were always called candy sticks. You know the ones that... They're called... What, like like a... The Spider-Man ones, where you had like five five or six white little sticks, and they were called candy sticks. They're called sweet cigarettes. Mm, Yeah, they they might have been, actually. Um, So that... And also, just as an addendum to that uh, birthday party, I can't tell you, all we did was have a nice time. And I'll say that's about the only one in this list where <laughs> it, you know, like I think most of them, I'd have, have to keep on cutting stuff out or just adding caveats that, you know, don't get the wrong impression of me. Um, but it was just a really lovely time. And, um, you know, I, not only my friends, but my cousins were friends with my friends as well. It's a beautiful time, man, and um, and also I've got photos of my first part, my other first party, which was the year before that at fucking McDonald's on the train upstairs in Basildon Town Centre, and I tell you what, that was the place to have a fucking birthday party if you're oh, ever going to. Oh, mate, have it. if if you got an invite and it was a Mc party, you knew that like their parents had a couple of quid, and it was just like, oh, here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Like, yeah, yeah. I had all my girlfriends with me there as well. I had quite a few girlfriends when I was younger. All right, Hefner. Fucking I hell. I didn't. Um, and that was incredible. And then the transition from sort of like what we're talking about here being like nice and innocent to the next birthday party I had at Burger King when I was only maybe two years later. I was a type, we were all just. Absolutely. We pushed Kid Vid down the stairs, the guy who came dressed up as Kid Vid, and we had a um, pea shooter fight and the top of Burger King in Basildon Town Centre, um, the top floor was just covered in white dots of spit and, 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 and chewed up bog roll. 
And that, you know, that welcome to hormones is all I'm going to say with that. Welcome um, to Basildon. Welcome to Basildon, mate. What's your number four? Uh, I'm going to go for a, 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 a party that I went to that got raided. And, uh, <laughs> and so I reckon I was about 15. Uh, and I had a mate called Darren who worked in a, mm. a, a kitchen uh, showroom that used to go and fit kitchens. And I think he was like 16 and he had like a Saturday job and he'd go and help kind of uh, probably like a bit of labouring and that, helping them like build the kitchens. Yeah. But across the road from the kitchen <laughs> showroom was this kind of like derelict sort of flat that, that the business owned. And he'd sort of nicked the key from there. Mm. And... Uh, and I remember it that way. I'm sure he, he nicked the key and was like, right, we're going to have a party. And he went to like, he went to a school that was kind of a little bit tougher than ours. Like all the kids yeah. from like Torrells were a little bit more rough around the edges, yeah. you know. And uh, and yeah, it was a mixed bag at my school. Yeah. And there was always these rumours of these big brawls between our two schools that, that never actually happened. Um. Anyway, uh. So we went to this party, and, and the kind of middle ground to this is, like, Cunt um, grew up in junior school with all the kind of rough kids, but then went to Cooper's, the same mm. school as you. Mm. Uh, so he never went to the double tough school, but he knew all of that lot. So uh, he was a good person to take to that party yeah. because I was the only one there from my school. Anyway, it was quite raucous. I reckon there was about 20 people there, and uh, everyone was kind of drinking Thunderbirds and... Uh, and, you know, MD 2020, yeah. all the kind of, you know, your first kind of introduction to, to getting pissed with your pals at parties. Anyway, police obviously get uh, notified by probably, I imagine, someone that lives in the area saying, look, there's the, the you know, the space owned by the kitchen place is, is full of people having a party. And so it's a proper raid. Door, door kicked in, like, in everyone comes. And it was like, whoa. Anyway, so we all got told to sit on the floor. And uh, and at this point, I think a few of like the tough kids had like legged it and like got out of windows and stuff. Whereas like I just shit myself and just sat there. And uh, and I remember the police just going like, right, everybody empty your pockets. And uh, and it was like shit. Oh, no. Like and not that I'd even you know would have had anything on me that was even slightly suspect at that age. Um, I sort of you know just put me. Me probably like my little Velcro wallet, Dan, and, uh, and 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 a front door key on a Pepe key ring, and uh, and that would have been about it. Uh, and then these coppers were just like proper, like angry. They were like shouting at us about like what we was doing, how we was all going to get arrested for breaking and entering. And I was just thinking, oh, I'm in a lot of trouble here. And uh, and he went right. Is that everything on the floor? And I just remember, oh, no. cunt went. Uh, well, I've got this. And can you remember them, like, money holders you used to have on holiday that, like, looked the like shoes. a dildo? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, on a bit of string around your neck. Well, he had one of them, but he had one that was about not far off a foot long, and it was skin pink. Oh, no. <laughs> I remember the bigger ones, yeah. With a little helmet <laughs> drawn on the end. <laughs> And I just remember him taking it off over his head and then just putting it on the floor in the middle of the room. <laughs> and everybody, including the old Bill, just pissing themselves. <laughs> look, look, I mean, he must have been 16. That A 16-year-old lad would be walking around a massive cock <laughs> full of shrapnel like, around his neck. And it kind of lightened the mood. And, uh, and I think at that point, it almost kind of spelt out to the police that I don't really think we was a problem. 
Like, you know, we, we weren't that's troubled kids. Like, oh, that's so yeah. good. So it didn't end uh, with, oh, the fucking bastard No, buzzers. no, the, the mood was lightened by, uh, oh, by, by Cunt's uh, oh. money, money tube around his neck. Just got to let the cat out, mate. <laughs> right, seconds. okay, so we are going to move on. You have Wi-Fi sticking a little bit, dude. And uh... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So I'm going to keep on talking. That's all right. um, So that was my number. Is that your number four? Yeah, okay, so I will go then to, um, if we're going to do it in that sort of a, uh, order, then things start getting messier when um, we start having house parties regularly. I mean, I did go to school house parties and they were car crashes, you know, people's bathtubs filled up with piss, you know, people throwing like slices of buttered bread against windows, all, all that sort of nonsense. Um, I've got I've got sexually sorted on a sort of stairs once. I just breeze over that quickly, but really house parties really started kicking up when Paul Brotherton started having house parties. So we were like fifteen, sixteen, and Bruv Bruv's mum and Bruv was like loaded, and he lived up in Langdon Hills, up in up one of those fancy roads. Oh, I mean that's that's posh Basildon there. Oh, now. I'm talking. We're talking the Beverly Hills of Basildon here, mate. You go up into the woods, and then there's all these fuck off massive houses, and obviously you're not driving to balls. You have to walk up there, go past all these massive mansions, and uh, and go to his house for a house party. And they were just, oh my god, like they they were just the absolute sort of forming grounds, I think, of my relationships with why I love house parties so much. Like there's just. I, I, there's so many different nights I could pick and, and so many different things that happen. But I guess the one that always um, sticks in my mind is the first one where I just went a little bit too hard. And basically, I found myself at the start, of, quite near the start of the evening, um, down in his dad's cellar um, with his dad. <laughs> um, down in his dad's cellar with all his alcohol. Like, and he just had rows and stacks and stacks of spirits. And so I decided just to, this is unhygienic, have a sip out of every single bottle of spirits, 
I guess once you're an adult, you just got to assume that your kids are going to be doing grotty things, I guess. Yeah. And their friends are too. And I, I ended up crawling back up of those stairs. And I, 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 it was the first time I'd ever got paralytic. And like, I, I'd sort of like, most of my mates at that point had got paralytic at least once. And I hadn't. And I thought I was probably a little bit invincible. And um, paralytic is quite an interesting um, sort of state to be in. Um, because you can't really, you, you're so fucked, you can barely move, can you? And um, I think this this is the what this is the this is the occasion where I crawled upstairs and passed out on the landing, and I'd been sick on the landing, um, and then I'd been taken into the into the into the toilet where I proceeded to be sick. Where well, some of my friends looked after me, and then dragged in and thrown into a bed where. Two of uh, two girls were in, and basically, I was lying there, and these two girls were looking after me, and they were saying, "Oh, oh, um, oh, so and so, such an arsehole, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. We should just get him back and have sex with Chris." And 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 I think they were obviously joking, but never have I ever. <laughs> never, <laughs> no, no. It was like. I think I tried, and all I got was the sound of the Windows uh, Windows ninety five uh, system shutting down. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember, I don't know what was going on, but there was a lot of sex having, happening at this party, mm. and so it might have happened. It might have happened uh, for me because I was still still had my V V plates. How terrific would that have been to have lost it with two two girls who, to this day, are, are beautiful women, and. Um, and I remember at one point because I was just like this dead bit of meat in the in the bedroom that was just just getting rolled around on the bed. I remember a girl, uh, uh, Sally. Her name's Sally. Won't know her first name. No, I haven't seen her in twenty five years. But my my friend Paul had just been caught having sex with her. Caught cool. like it wasn't like anything wrong with that. It was just some my friends walked in on her. And Sally, they I, I was still like a dead lump in in this bed. And Sally got into bed with me. And I remember she was looking after me for a bit because I was like I was poorly, and I just had my face in her lap while um, she just proceeded to fanny fart in my face repeatedly. <laughs> 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 so not only had I had like like sort of like a, I don't know how serious the offer of sex with, with two of my friends was, um, and incapable to do anything about it, and then just proceeded to have my face pushed in the girl's chuff while she farts in it. <laughs> And that taught me a valuable lesson about um, not getting paralytic. Oh, anyway, towards the end of the party, they needed to get me out the front. And I was still on occasion being sick. And my mates, because my girl mates were way more sympathetic to my situation than my boy mates. Obviously, they fucking had me. They'd hung me up like Jesus Christ in the back garden and stuck loads of fags in my mouth and taken photos of it. And then dropped me just on the front of the front lawn. Absolutely no more than better than I deserve um, at this point. To which <laughs> a car pulls up and I meet my, my, my mate's mum for the very first time by just shaking her ankle on the front lawn. I, could, I never met her face. I didn't even look up. I remember her leg. I can still remember her leg. And uh, and she went into the uh, the house where my friend Paul was. This is, our, this is bougie. This is like 95. He's, he's got a Dyson. Imagine that, and he was hoovering up my sit that I'd missed in the toilet with a Dyson, and and everyone was like, "This, this is the worst thing I could see 
is like a, a see-through hoover hoovering up my sick. And some people would say that doesn't sound like a good party. I guess it wasn't really for me, but it's not one I, I could forget anytime soon. So, yeah, that's my number four, mate. What's your number three? Um, so my number three is uh, one that I didn't actually ever really get into the party, um, but it's the, ah, the, the, okay. the, the catalogue of things that happened in and around it. So um, uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say uh, it was a party uh, uh, put together by my mate Ruff, and uh, and that, that that was his name. But um, what what Russ he kind of brought to the Ruff, Ruff, as in Ruff around Ruff. the edges, oh, right. okay, and right. uh, and I won't say his full name, but um. Yeah, he, he, he wasn't afraid to kind of uh, throw a party. And he lived uh, in a flat above an Indian restaurant mm. uh, in my town. And, uh, um, and one of the things uh, about him as well was um, he was very... He had quite a... a, 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 a his temper was never far from uh, exploding should someone rile him. Uh, and he, yeah. was, he, was, he was... I'd say he's, he's bigger than me. He's, he's a big boy. And uh, anyway, so um, we'd done a lot of gig and all the local bands all then went back for this like after party uh, at Ruff's and uh, we were sort of a a little bit later to it. And as I'm walking down uh, the high street to to, to get to Ruff's uh, flat, I just look up and can see there's a lot of people in there already and there's all people having their dinner in the, uh, the Indian restaurant below, but that Indian restaurant's also got like a kind of sort of canopy with these like brass like overhanging lights yeah. that that hang over the, the front of the shop to illuminate the sign and stuff. And uh, and so my mate Ant, uh, who was in a band called Cedar, uh, <laughs> leant out the window when he see me and was like, "Oi, oi!" And I obviously I was like, "Wait, all right, Ant!" And he went, "Yeah, come on, it's fucking happening!" Whoop! And just fell out the window. <laughs> And like fell out the window and just like rolled down this canopy, grabbed one of these brass lights, like something out of Back to the Future, and like literally went and just like bent and then snapped and then he just landed on the pavement. And obviously all the people that are eating their dinner just see this geezer just drop like in front of their very eyes from above, and like literally sort of swiftly followed by like you know all the kind of components of a brass light and. Uh, so I didn't get into to, to that party because obviously everybody's then come down and, and Ruff's come down and he was just like, oh, don't worry about it. And uh, and then he was like, oh, we need to go and get some, some fags. So uh, so I said, oh, I'll come with you. And so we've then sort of walked up the hill a little bit to, to find the, the, you know, to get to the shop to get some cigarettes. And, uh, and these two lads walked past. And... One of them sort of said something a little bit kind of like having a dig. And yeah. it, in, in Gravestown Centre, it's always going to happen, especially yeah. like, you know, I probably would have looked a bit of a fucking helmet. And, uh, but they said something and he went, do what? And, and they went, shut up or something like that. And then he just kind of went at them and then they run like up the hill the way we was going and he's run and for a big fella he went half fast and you could see see that the the rage in him and I then I'm running after him going rough leave it like don't worry like calm down and I was just thinking oh no and then the the gobby one that had kind of started the whole altercation is now petrified his mates run a different way and rough's just chasing this lad 
and he chases him up these stairs to this like three-story flat and he's cornered him he's like literally got to the top of these stairs and I'm like probably at the bottom of the stairs like trying to catch up with him still to sort of try and sort of stop him from doing anything and this lad <laughs> just went I didn't mean I didn't I didn't and like and Ruff's obviously then about to <laughs> open up on him mm. And this lad just throws himself off this fucking stairway <laughs> and probably drops about 30 foot to, like, where I am, like, on the floor. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and, like, and he was just like, ah! And he obviously, like, must have broke his ankles and, like, and stuff like that. And I remember him just, like, getting up and, like, just sort of, like, hobbling, trying to get away. Like, absolutely petrified. Ruff's still running down the stairs to try and get him. I've literally just rugby tackled Ruff. Just going, dude! Stop! Like, this guy's nearly fucking... I'll tell you to kill himself to just get away from you giving him an hiding. So, yeah, never got into the party, but I was told it was a great party, but there was no lack of, um, yeah, action outside. Jesus, and, uh, and, and And just to let you know, uh, that lad was fine. I, I, I did see him a little while later in the Oaks, and he was all right. Right, your Wi-Fi has gone again, dude. So it's your, you're back now. So it's your number three. All's, all's well that ends well. I'm sorry, mate. I'm sorry. But all's well that ends well. Um, where should I go now? Um, all right, then. This one is just chaotic in the sense that I had to get a gate crash in there. And when I was about oh twenty, I tell you how old I was. I was twenty-one. Uh, unfortunately, uh, my best mate just died under quite tragic circumstances. And I was quite mental at this point. And this was definitely me at my most, Craig at the most fucking mental he was. And basically, we went to this house party, didn't know anyone there. It was some girl's 18th birthday party with the added complication, interesting thing that I love it. I love at those sort of parties is uh, is adults, is actual adults and, 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 and like family members, I think. I think that's a fascinating sort of like mix at that age is, is what definitely gets will yeah what happens with with those sort of family members and um, and never more so than this um, in terms of just just an absolute catastrophe that was brilliant. So basically, to put into perspective, they spent this was this was actually near Paul Brothers, so this was quite a fancy do. It wasn't quite Paul's Road, Millionaires Road. It was like a, a couple of like roads down, but still, you know. I had no business being there, basically, and none, none of us did. I don't know what the loose link was that got us into this party, right? But I think Ben Simpson's girlfriend knew one of these girls. That was it. Because uh, Ben's girlfriend was a couple of years younger than us at that point, hence why we were 21 when we were 18 your birthday party. Seems like a good place to be, to be honest with you. And um, I had just taken over the kitchen and was just... I remember it. I've never drunk blue vodka before. Whatever blue Smirnoff is, that's what I was drinking. And I got got to a point where anyone who came in the kitchen, um, I was having a shot with, and, and it, like in, you know whether or not it was like a responsible uncle or whatever, I was an absolute catastrophe. I I think I'd done it in a quite a nice way because I don't remember anyone's face looking petrified of me. But that was basically my slot for the night. Uh, uh, my, a good friend of mine uh, lost his virginity that evening, to which um, two of my friends had gone upstairs, and after they'd done it, they were both like screaming finally at him. Um, so I think that was probably quite traumatising for the poor girl. Um, 
But the, the thing that I always remember about this party is the fact that it was a family catastrophe. Like, basically, one of the uh, uncles, and bear in mind, his wife was there, had cracked on to one of the birthday girl's friends. And the wife had walked in on them in the lounge. And I didn't think I'd ever see this, but actually he got a face full of birthday cake and I didn't. I unfortunately didn't see the birthday cake hit his face, which I'm I'm quite upset about. But he came out and he had birthday cake all over him. And at that point, we were all like, "This might be the time. This might be a, around the time to start boosting." And then it definitely was because then he got bottled, and we were like, "Oh my god!" Proper and scene. Yeah, it was crazy, man. It was like it was quite a fucking mad party. It wasn't that fun. Um, you know, Sounds great. Yeah, it wasn't that fun a party. I'm sure it was for Greg. I don't know about that that poor young lady. Um, yeah. They dated, actually. They dated for quite a while after that, so it, all, it kind of worked out well for him. Um, but, um, oh, my God. Um, to see to see that, 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 was, that was probably a little bit more than, of a family interaction than I would ever hope at those things. Because I've actually always found that um, a lot of my friends family members are a real laugh or they have like slightly older when we were like 18 19 they might have like brothers who were like um 25 to 30 and it's like a whole exciting world talking to what feels like a full fully functioning actual adult man yeah. who's seen yeah. the world a bit and but he's still the right side of having fun and yeah. not being too responsible and um but unfortunately, that that wasn't there. It was just uh, yeah, it was just chaos. Bottling, me drinking uh, vodka with like you know uncles and aunts, and uh, yeah, my friend losing his virginity. Well, what's your number two? I'm going to combine my two and one because we've we've we're quite yeah, tight on time. time yeah. um, uh, because we've got uh, a guest on our on our next podcast. So um, I, I guess these are the kind of the college years parties. Yeah. Um, oh, that, that that are when so things good. you know get get really exciting, and uh, and. And, and and so yeah, it, it, the, the first one was my twenty first birthday. My twenty first birthday, um, we oh won. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> good. You weren't there. No, I'm thinking of mine. Sorry. Uh, we we I mean for the, on my twenty first birthday, we, my band won the Essex Battle of the Bands uh, championship, and we took like four like buses to to the, the army and navy in Chelmsford and, and sold out the venue and it was one of the best nights of my life. Oh amazing um, man. And so we won that. Uh Mr. Gels on stage when um happy twenty first birthday to uh to Stu uh tonight. Uh and he's still a cunt and I remember them words uh echoing. Um and, and anyway so we we done the gig, we won that we won the, the competition and this was very early days of like Battle of the Bands before yeah. like every venue done it and it and it felt like we'd done something really special. Uh, the prodigy were in the, the audience that night, and uh, and that was when they approached our guitarist. And uh, anyway, so all of this happens, uh, and then uh, one of the rappers in our band, Gav, uh, his mum and dad, his uh, his mum sadly passed away. It's one of the coolest people ever, and uh, and they had this house uh, in Chabwell, in the middle of nowhere, and it had a bar in it, and and they'd always be like, right, well, everyone can just come back to our house. And like, and it was just brilliant. It was just one of them houses where you was always welcome, and and I just remember it just being a really just bloody brilliant night. There was like, you know, our 
I, I, had, a, I had a kiss and a cuddle with, uh, with, with, with a girl that come back as well. And I remember just thinking, what a birthday. Like, this is a brilliant party. And some of the people that were at that party were also at my number one, which is Paul Stevenson's party, which I've talked about so many times. I think cunts write a record about it. Uh, and that was the party you mentioned earlier. You know, bread and butter being stuck to windows. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I walked in and people were were flinging slices of ham, and it was all the ceiling was just full of ham, just <laughs> stuck to the ceiling. Uh, and that was the one. I'm sure I may even have mentioned it on this podcast. I stole a, a giant cigar from there, and uh, and someone stole a VHS from the video shop of some film, which is back in the day when if like you lost a video from the video shop, it cost you like ninety quid or something to uh, to replace it. And so there was like all this furore the next day. Like that, all of this stuff got stole from Paul Stevenson's house or his parents' house, and I just remember thinking, no. oh, I wonder who, who stole that video. They're in a lot of trouble. And he came in to college, and all he gave a shit about was someone stole his cigar. And I thought, fuck me, that was the one thing I nicked. And uh, it was about a foot and a <laughs> half long. And I remember just taking it to the brush and oh just like trying God, to. Oh my that must have cost a fortune. Yeah, and I remember just trying to chat these girls. I'm smoking this cigar. It was like fucking bigger than my arm. But um, but that was the party that when we arrived, um. As we arrived, the mattress come out the window upstairs to the front garden, oh, and then people were doing like jackass style jumps like out of the window onto the mattress. That was like a proper house party, a like, raucous yeah. American Pie style, fucking, yeah. yeah, house party. So, what's yours, dude? Um, well, I'll, run, I'll, I'll be very quick. Um, my number two was going to be uh, the Mercer's Mansion kitchen parties that we always used to have which it always end back there, and the kitchen parties were just always better than the night out, and they'd go on till God knows when. Sometimes, I mean, I, I've, I've had just the craziest times there. Um, one time my mate won 40 grand and came home. He was on his own, managed to get him back to the, 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 the house, fine. And then we were just throwing 40 grand round uh, the room, 40,000 pound round, like it was like a cash grab in Noah's house party. And uh, the Mercer's, nothing did not happen at those house parties. And like, I mean, like not, not anything. Like even if, <laughs> yeah. So I was going to do that. But my other number two, quick shout out to my 21st birthday party. Me, Pip, a bunch of others, got a bunch of microdots. And it was at my house. For, for those people that are unaware, that's, that's uh, LSD, right? LSD. Uh, my, one of my cousins, Billy, well, my cousins, Billy and Kenny, bought me crates, loads of crates of beer. Mum and dad pissed off. And um, then... Loads of people I knew showed up, so the house was rammed, and I spent most of it hiding under my dining room table, building a fort because <laughs> I was off my balls on acid. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. 
Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Um, but yeah, that was a great one. Um, I mean, also... you'd probably enjoy doing that anyway, wouldn't you? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. It just happens to be about 100 people in the house. At the if I was time. at a party and I was like, where's Chris? And someone went, oh, he's just over there building a fort. I'd be like, nah, figures. L- literally, that was it. Where's, where's the birthday boy? He's under there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at all. Chris, can I come in? Yeah, come in. <laughs> Happy birthday, mate. Thanks. <laughs> it was also the year that uh, my mate, uh, Stu Terrell, good friend, and he threw, my, my other mate Mark was lying on the floor at one point towards the end of the night. And Stu, who was also off his balls on acid, didn't realise that my Mark, uh, Mark had an absolute fear of animals. He just dropped my pet cat on Mark's face. <laughs> that was quite fun. Yeah, but my number one has got to be, my family house parties have always been absolutely epic. I've got loads to pick from, but I think that, for me, from the first time I got drunk and I was being sick in the toilet, over my cousin Robin's head, while she was being sick in the toilet, to being picked upside down, hung upside down and dipped in the fish pond because I got caught stealing all the like the beers out the back of the, the fridge um, in the garden for, for one of them. Um, so what I've got to say, just my Uncle Roger, who's a game, it's always good to know someone who's got a lot of money, really, isn't it, And for these house parties. And Uncle Roger, his house parties were epic. He'd have a roulette table there, we'd do charades... And every year he'd have like Christmas toys. Like some years it would be like tanks that you, you, you drive around. And when you hit the other person's tank, it electrocutes you or something like that. But the best year was the year where I hadn't been CC'd on this memo. Probably because they knew I'd get carried away. But a few of my cousins had all bought Nerf guns to this party. I was thinking, what's going on here? And they were like, yeah, like Uncle Rod, we've heard Uncle Roger's got a bit of an arsenal of Nerf guns this year. And I was like, why don't you fucking tell me? And everyone was like, oh, sorry. And I was like, okay, no worries. And then in the Roger's kitchen, it just, this Nerf gun war kicked off. And I'm not joking, they were, fli- we were flipping, but he's got massive oak tables, and they were flipping tables and using them as barricades. And then, like, the odd aunt or grand would walk in this Nerf gun war and just get shot in the eye. And there was, like, ca- it was it was chaos. And... So there's, there was literally five-a-side Nerf gun war, absolutely hammered at about 2am. And I I had like a piddly, like shot, I, I say piddly, someone had given me a shotgun. And then my cousin had said, there's more up in his room, up in this one of these rooms in the house. And I went in there and it was like a scene from Pulp Fiction. You know when he escapes the, uh, the basement and he's looking mm. for a weapon? And he goes from one weapon to the next weapon, eventually picking up the, 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 the samurai sword. I sort of went in there. Firstly, there was like an assault rifle. Then there was a bigger assault rifle that was all battery powered and whatever. And then, and then I looked around, and there's a fucking Gatling gun on a tripod that was a Nerf gun. It was two yes, spinning barrels 
two spinning barrels and a, an ammo drum like that big. And I was like, why has no one walked in there with that? So yeah, I just carted that down and just, you know, probably didn't do very good with it. But it, it was a mate, it was, oh man, what a party. So yeah, I've got to give a shout out to absolutely harmless fun. There was no debauchery or anything there. Uh, my family house parties. I think that's always been why I love house parties is because uh, I just such a great relationship with my my family. So yeah, very grateful. Oh, that's great. There you have what, it. What a brilliant number one. Well, um, thanks loads for listening, um, and thanks loads for supporting us as we're uh, kicking off twenty twenty one. Hope you're all safe and well. And uh, you know, as as mentioned, uh, we didn't mention at the beginning, but we've mentioned on previous episodes. We're doing um, something now of our patrons um, where we we kind of we have a hangout now. So um, yeah. if you not only do you get your your bonus episodes each week, um, what we do once a month now is we're going to do a hangout. So we send out all the patrons a Zoom link, and we record an episode. Yeah. Uh, with all of the patrons, and it's it's lovely, you know. It's uh, it's a nice chat. You, you can, if you want, actually hear Stu, how they how they pan out. Someone's at my mum's front door. Go I'll on, mate. You close this, uh, no chat. worries. I'll catch you in a second. All right, mate. All, all right, right, mate. Bye, so guys. We do these these lovely little hangouts, and uh, oh, he's gone. He's gone. I hate that guy. Honestly, I've been trying to get rid of him. If any of you think you can do a better job than him, like just just yeah, slip into my DMs because. Uh, Honestly, I've been trying to get rid of him for so long. Have you seen his beard? It's offensive, honestly. Like, his Wi-Fi barely works. I'm looking at his screen now. There's like a hoover in the background. I've got this really cool-looking brickwork. He's got an ironing board, a hoover, and uh, and, and an extension lead. It's just a piss-poor effort, honestly. Uh, if you think you can do better, hashtag... Uh, I'm, uh, yeah, hash, hashtag new crisp. Like, uh, yeah, get in touch. Start posting on the internet. Uh, start posting on the internet why you think you'd be a better Chris for the job. Because uh, I think you know it's all time that he's had a good run. He's had a good run, but let's um, let's move on. I need a new Chris. Right. I'll see you next time. Bye bye. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast.